Critics, non-critics, and friends, welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood here on the show. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And in this episode, we're going to be reviewing one of the latest films that hit theaters and HBO Max this past week, The Many Saints of Newark, uh, Soprano Story. And before we begin today's show, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we'd love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. Although, as of right now, Instagram is completely down. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook. But again, that's also down. So, yeah, the Internet's broken. It's all there. But Devin. Well, we don't really care about Facebook, but. Hey, I mean, I mean, our our podcast is on is on Facebook. Spoiler alert, everyone. Well, not really, but more of just a hey. Oh my gosh! But yeah, I officially added our podcast to Facebook. Like our actual like RSS feed is there. I didn't know you could do it. I thought it was only for like a select few, but it's there. So hey, get get the platform, get the podcast, get the show on as many uh you know platforms as you can, except YouTube because we don't do that here. Yet, anyway, we used to, but anyway, Devin, how's your week been? This is our second review for today. We just got off work a little bit ago. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm going to cook up some spaghetti tonight. Same. Getting the, getting the right mindset for some some meatballs. Some meatballs. Some gabagool. We got the, the prosciutto, the prosciutto. Yeah, definitely, man. So, whew, um. Man, oh man! Uh, before we get into our review, really quick, yeah, it's it's just been a it's been a nice little uh, easy week so far. I mean, it's only Monday, but um, you know, we we're in we're in the weeds now, Devin. We are here. It is October. October is here. Uh, we're recording this on on October fourth, and it's it's spooky season. Some people argue that spooky season starts in September, but I'm more of a hey, let's get Halloween out of the way. Um, I have been watching a lot of horror films. Uh, watched. Um, I rewatched The Shining. Uh, watched Doctor Sleep, the director's cut this time around, which is pretty interesting. Uh, still, I think I've, I, I think that is the perfect, like horror du- double feature: The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Just amazing. Also, um, I checked out um Midsummer director's cut. And I thought that on uh, 4K. Uh, finally got around to watching it. Just. Kind of was just, it was just sitting on my <laughs> sitting on my shelf forever. And I was like, you know what? I need to watch this. Gotta say, Devin, 10 times better than theatrical. It covers 10 times. Yes, like honestly, it is the it is the way to watch Midsummer because there's a lot. They, he adds in Ariaster adds in so many more scenes in order to complete. Like, cause there were times where you know I felt like some things were missing. This this is definitely the the superior version, 100 percent I don't know if might, if, uh, might uh, give it a shot. It's on Amazon, I believe. The, the the director's cut is. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I was because I I just have the 4K version, so I didn't know if it was available for streaming um or video on demand or anywhere. But Devin, what have, what have you been doing this spooky season? You've been watching a lot of uh horror uh, shows, playing some horror games there, just chilling. Yeah, I've been rewatching some oldies, some old Halloweens, some some Evil Dead, just kind of getting in that mood. Mm-hmm. Not the best movies, but. 
Just put them on in the background. Some oldies, but goodies. I feel it. I feel it, man. I very much looking forward to Halloween kills. Oh, honestly, so am I. And I, and I would say in terms of slasher movies, like I don't, I never really care for Michael Myers, but maybe this will help me. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, I, I feel you there, man. I'm I'm gonna be diving into Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor here very, very soon. It's about time. I, I had to well there there's other movies I want to watch. I want to watch uh I've been on a big Mike Flanagan like binge. So I want to watch Hush as well. But I think today I'm gonna start Haunting of Hill House, at least get a few episodes in. So, so we'll, we'll see if I sleep tonight, but it is what it is. Anyway, Devin, are you ready to get into our The Many Saints of New Newark review? Because I feel like we've been, you know, warming up the crowd here. We're, we're getting everyone nice, general, interested. So are you ready? I'm just going to prepare you for Haunting of Hill House, episode five. Just be ready. <laughs> How many episodes is it? Ten? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. All right. So <clears throat> this is what we're going to do. But yeah, um, as mm-hmm. far as Saints of Newark, I what? feel like... Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. one second, Devin. I'm not, I'm not giving any any information. I'm just saying, take this with a giant grain of salt. Okay. Neither of us has watched any Sopranos ever. So this is just Shh, Devin, don't the most that. blind review possible. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's better that way. Because I my parents watched the Sopranos, um, you know, growing up. They absolutely loved it. But, you know, it's I, I think it's nice to view specific movies with just like a fresh pair of eyes. Um like we did like I did at least with Candyman, um the the new one. I didn't know that the nineteen ninety two version was connected to this one. But it is what it is. But yeah I it's, just think it's it's not it's not the most fair of reviews to give. And we should like let people know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. But no, we have not watched The Sopranos here. I know, I know. It sucks. It sucks. It's terrible. We're, we're horrible people. We haven't watched it. Uh, I have seen the ending. I have not seen the ending, but um, I definitely plan to give it a watch. It is on my TV watch list. But we're going to be right back to start our The Many Sense of Newark review right after this short break. Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us he's a leader. All right, Devin, we are back with our The Many Saints of Newark review, a Sopranos story. And this film is direct this film is directed by Alan Tanner Taylor. Tanner. Tanner? Tanner? Taylor? Um, <laughs> writers include David Chase and Lawrence Connor and stars Alessandro Nabola and Leslie Odom Jr. and John Bernthal, just to name a few. And the synopsis is as stars uh, is as follows. Wow, I cannot talk today, y'all. I am very, very sorry. Um, this is a very quick synopsis, by the way. A look at the formative years of the new of the new Jer- uh, New Jersey gangster Tony Soprano. <laughs> That's 
Yep. In a way, yes, it is. But in another Not way, entirely. it doesn't feel that way. doesn't feel that way at all. But I'm going to pass it over to Devin here as the Italiano in the, uh, the, the show. <laughs> My first question is, where's Chris Pratt? Welcome to get Chris Pratt in this movie. Chris Pratt. He's, he's, the, he's the Italian representative now, apparently. Is he? Oh, that's right. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Mario. This, this, this New Mario. Jersey, New York here. It's Mario over there. I know for that's, New York, that's that's the worst pronunciation. It I literally so much. It literally is. I Mario, Mario. He's like, it's a me, a Mario. No, it's a me, a Mario. There you go. Anyway, continue, Devin. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. Just <laughs> Chris Pratt represents all of us as as Italians, apparently. Apparently, he does. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. Um. <laughs> Like I said, it's just so hard not knowing anything about the series, really, other than Tony Soprano being a, a mob boss, basically. But um, as far as the movie goes, it just seems like it was a way different movie than what the trailer was portraying. Because the trailer's like, oh, it's like, like a coming-of-age type movie for Tony Soprano. You see how he came up in life and what his upbringing was, what caused him to become what he is in that show. But then this movie doesn't really focus on him entirely, or at least not as much as I would have liked. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you there, Devin. Um, and I, I label this one. It's it is more of a disjointed like prequel in a way, um, just because it it does feel like um, and I've seen a lot of people online say this, um, especially on Twitter. It does feel like two separate stories. I feel like we did not spend a lot of time with Tony Soprano. Um, this movie, I mean, even the cover, even the cover on IMDb is is uh, is Dickie's character. Yeah. And actually, uh, fun fact, I'm not sure if you knew this, but the the older version or like the teen version of Tony Soprano that is actually played by um, the guy who played Tony Soprano. That's his son. Michael Gandolfini is yeah. his name. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Gandolfini. Yeah. That, that is um, Tony Soprano's. Well, the, the actors, his actual son looks just like him. My mom was, yeah. my mom had pointed that out. I was like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, he was also in cherry. Michael was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I uh, recognized him from. But yeah, I do agree with you there, Devin. It it does. It feels incomplete. I feel like the the trailer itself um, really just misled a lot of people because it I was mean, a really good trailer, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I mean, you it actually it got yourself. me excited for somebody who's never seen the show. Like I was excited for the trailer. Yeah. Just because it seemed interesting. And but, like and we, then they kind of go in a different direction. In a way, we kind of thought we can get away with this because it is a prequel. I will say. <laughs> what's up? Technically. Technically. It, it is. Te- well, it's it's like, okay, well, you would think with a prequel, you can start from the beginning. But as we've known with so many other iterations in film, especially with Star Wars, well, Star Wars does work where you can start from the beginning. You might fall asleep a few times, but you can definitely start from the beginning. Um, this this definitely feels like, you know, Star Wars all over again. You know, you have the main meat and potatoes in the middle, and then you create a prequel that, yes, for people who have watched the show, I think they're going to like it a lot. From what I've seen, um, some people still feel a bit iffy on it. The reviews on IMDb say otherwise. Oh. From what I read, but... Yeah, I and same and when I read on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the same thing. It just it seems very mixed, and even the um, the Rotten Tomatoes score 
Um, it's, it seems very, seems very iffy between, you know, tomato meter for critics is 75 for audience. It's 57, um, 59, excuse me. So it's, it just doesn't, um, it doesn't seem to be hitting well with audiences. Like I thought like, you know, everyone loves a good mob movie. And like, I was like kind of interested in this and hoping that it would, you know, spark me to start watching the show, even though I really have no excuse. The show has been out for forever and is streaming on HBO Max. Um, but yeah, it's, it just doesn't seem very, um, it, it's the runtime is two hours. And so um, and we'll get into a bit with the spoilers, but we, we see two versions of Tony in this movie as well. But like you said, it, it, takes, do- it takes a while to get to the, the trailer, Tony. Yeah. Like, yeah. Too long. I was just sitting there waiting like like an hour um, in. What, what, what movie is this? Yeah. Like literally like an hour in. And even then, like, I just feel like he wasn't really in the movie all that much at all. And it really focuses on his uncle more so than him. Um, but yeah, it's. <sighs> I mean, unfortunately, I really wanted to like this movie. Um, I'm not sure about you, but I did watch this on on HBO Max. I just felt like it was just one of those films where, you know, I it's like sometimes you, you kind of just know it's like, OK, like I want to check out this movie, but I don't want to go out of the out of my way to go watch it in the theater. Like I wouldn't go out of my way to watch this movie in the theater. And I, I think now with HBO Max, one thing that one good thing that came out of it they can kind of gauge which movies they probably should just put straight to HBO Max versus the ones that should be in the theater because this one definitely felt like a home uh, home viewing for me, especially it being um, you know based off a TV show. But I don't know. Then again, when I like Downton Abbey, that's one of my favorite shows. I went to go see the movie in the theater and I loved it, but it was so well connected. And this one doesn't have that at all, unfortunately. But um, well, how would you know? What What do you mean? Oh, so with, without watching the movie. Oh, without watching the show. Um, I guess, and, that, and that's a fair question. I would just say from the people that I knew ha- who have watched the show and who have watched uh, the many saints of Newark from their perspective. Because I mean, the show is very, very beloved. But I, I do see what you're saying. But I guess, like for for Downton Abbey, like that movie takes it takes place after the series. And it literally like B for B. It's like maybe like a, it's it's like a few years down the road. This is clear. Like when we see Tony, like I mean, I've seen clips and parts. Obviously, when we see Tony in The Sopranos, he's you know a, a full grown man. This is this is teenage Tony. So I guess that that would be my answer to that. But I I, I do see what you're saying though. But I I, yes, I mean just as far as like I guess we can judge it more on just how it is as like a mob slash mafia movie. Oh, for sure. Did you want to get into spoilers or no? Yeah, we can. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Hold on one second. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning. Cause I feel like we are getting the spoiler territory here for this one. Again, that is your second spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen it, hop on your couch, watch it on HBO max or go watch it in the movie theater, whichever you prefer. The choice is yours, but Devin, I do apologize. Continue. Yeah, I think the word, I agree with you, the word that best describes it is just disjointed. I've been seeing that around and I just, I agree. It feels like, because there's a whole B plot with uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character that feels really forced. Like they just kind of shoehorned that one in there. It's cool that they got Leslie Odom Jr. Like that does make it, I can see why they would want to add a character like that if they have an actor like him to add in. 
because mm-hmm. he's a great actor and he obviously brings a lot to the screen. But that that whole side plot just didn't really lead to anything. Didn't feel like like at the end, he's just kind of there. We don't really know what happens to him in the end, and like like we've mentioned before, not enough Tony. And it felt like it's cool that we see his uncle and how much of an influence he had on him and and the things that he did to him that affected him. But we don't really know why those things affected him so much. Mm. Yeah, it and yeah, and I do agree. It it definitely seems one sided with um, with Tony's. Um, with his uncle and you know everything we've seen that he's going through that kind of you know trickles down onto tony and you know tony's a super smart kid you know you hear it in the trailer that you know he his iq test is like through the roof roof he's he's a leader and i mean you feel bad for tony it's just i just wish we would have got more of him because like like you said with the with the b plot line of leslie on jr it's like yeah like if, if you get leslie in a movie you definitely need to use him like to his fullest potential. Do not, you know, there, there's no under utilization here, but I do feel like that took away from a lot because like we said before, you know, the first hour of this movie is more so of like toddler Tony. And then we get teen Tony. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should not, Tony. Laugh. should not laugh at my own jokes, but I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, we, we get toddler Tony for, for the first half and then teen Tony for the last hour of, of the movie. And it just, it's kind of weird. Like you see some of the effects because, you know, his uncle originally is kind of like painted as a somewhat good guy. You know, his father brings back a new wife um, from um, Italy and, you know, his father being his father being very abusive and whatnot. Uh, you know, he kind of takes the anger out on his father and, you know, kicks the bucket there kind of seals the deal. And then after a while, like big, I mean, big fan of her. Yeah. Well, like, were you able to follow along just fine? Or did you feel like there was a lot missing? Like, I mean, I know we keep saying it's disjointed, but just from the movie that we got, do you feel like it could have served better if it was longer or just focusing more on Tony Soprano? Because like, there are times where I felt like I was following along, but other times it kind of lost me for like a half a second. But then again, of course, you know, we have never seen the show, so we don't know. Yeah, that's what we have to keep coming back to. It's like, of course, there's mm-hmm. going to be times where we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, even the narrator, I have no idea who that is. Like, but of course, if you watch the show, you're going to know who that is, and it's going to make it a lot better for an experience. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's the narrator throughout the whole thing where I don't know who that is or what he's referring to, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was it was just yeah, like for us, like I, it is going to be confusing to a point, but I was hoping that this movie would do a good job for newcomers to the show to help them promote, you know, to get more subscribers, get more people watching uh, Sopranos on uh, HBO Max because the entire series is on there. I, I feel like they could have done a better job. Uh, much like, you know, like we, we both, you know, we both play a lot of video games. There are a lot of games out there that, you know, even though they are, I don't know, the third, fourth, fifth installment. I mean, in, in the series, it definitely like even with like Halo Infinite, hopefully what's with like a story or actually a better example that I usually use would be uh, Final Fantasy 15. Now, with that, you know, it being the 15th um, installment in the series, it can put a lot of people off. But they marketed as this is a Final Fantasy game for newcomers and for fans, you know, alike. 
And it like that game does a very good job of balancing out of hey, introducing ushering new fans into this world while you know still retaining old fans. And I feel like with this movie, with uh, the many saints of Newark, that should have been their goal was to help more people get invested into the show. Now I do know some people who have watched the show prior. Um, to watching the movie so they can understand it. And that's a lot of dedication. But I feel like this as a prequel, it should have been the opposite. It should have been something that new and returning fans, or especially for newer fans, to get those HBO Max uh, numbers up. You know what I mean? I have to disagree. Oh. I just feel like for such a beloved show as The Sopranos, like mm. they shouldn't have to make the movie geared towards the new audience. Right. Like imagine imagine watching El Camino without watching Breaking Bad. Ooh. That would not be good. Yeah, and like, I feel like that's where we there's are. There's just nothing there for you. That that, yeah, that is the exact true. same thing. Yeah, yeah, cuz we've we've seen Breaking Bad and yeah, I feel like that yeah, that's the exact same boat. That's a really good point, Devin. I guess I was just thinking more of the opportunity that they did have, but since It, it feels like it feels like HBO might have like tried to force some of that into the movie where they're trying to make it more geared towards new new audience it feels mm. like they might have forced the creator into doing that because okay. i feel like he could have made a more like hardcore movie surrounded for uh, for the actual fans. fans for the okay okay that okay i i see where you're coming from with that for sure that that definitely does make a lot more sense because as big as the sopranos are i mean this is hbo like they have everyone knows that they're you know the wire game of thrones sopranos Sex in the City, like there's just so many shows out there that HBO has just been known for, and I I do I do agree with you there, and I guess it would be the same thing with um, maybe with Game of Thrones. I'm not entirely sure because there is a new well, th- there's there's not a Game of Thrones movie in the work. I really hope there isn't, but <laughs> I really really hope they don't do that. But I I I do okay. Th- that actually makes more sense coming from that perspective. You know, like, hey, this is a much like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, I mean, new people can watch it, but at the end of the day, it is for, you know, Zack, his family, his daughter, Autumn, and for the fans. That is what that's. I mean, that's just what it, that's just what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it doesn't it's not great. Seemingly, from what we've been seeing, it's not great as a Sopranos movie. And it's also not great as a general mafia mob movie. They tried to balance them both instead of going hard into one or the other. And that might be the downfall. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, you know what this means, Devin, we got to do a Sopranos rewatch on the pod. <laughs> Come on. Now we can do let's see, it. Let's see how many episodes we got there. Well, I know there's six seasons and I think there's um, on HBO max 86 least, episodes. We can do it. <laughs> Well, we could do it season by season, not episode by episode. That is a huge task. That's like Game of Thrones level task. That's a lot. <laughs> but if we ever wanted to, the opportunity is there. And then everyone can just ignore this episode or, yeah, this episode. And then they can just listen to us gush about the Sopranos. <laughs> but no, it's all right. Yeah. But was there uh, any other thoughts that you had about the movie here? I'm. I'm trying to think myself um, just overall, obviously, you know, we get Ray Liotta in this film as well as Leslie Odom Jr. Two Ray Liotas, (laughs) classic, classic random twin shows up. 
for like two seconds, I was confused. I'm like, oh, they're twins. <laughs> I was confused for multiple minutes. Were like, you? you did another time jump? What what is happening? I was like, okay. As soon as you said your father, I'm like, okay, he's a twin. But they never see. This is something else we might be missing that they might address in the show. If um, if Tony's uncle, um, I believe that's Alessandro uh, Nivola. If if his character in the show, if his parents or his uncle and brother were identical twins so i'm not i'm not entirely sure if if you know leave us a comment please either on twitter i don't think he was in the show to be honest no okay i don't see him not not really well not really on his Mm -hmm. i'm talking about uh, alessandro nivola he was Mm -hmm. not in the show from what i'm seeing okay okay so he's a new character new okay i wonder if he i wonder if he is the character that um that they created for, you know, outside audiences to kind of pull them in, much like they did with um, Mortal Kombat. So, I don't know. It's it's all crazy, man. But overall, like, I mean, there were parts that I liked, you know, nice, nice little gangbang violence going on. Yeah, know? there's a lot of good violence and, like, really good, like, like kill scenes, I guess. Yeah. Like that steering wheel. <laughs> oh, my. Dude, that was insane. I was like, okay, I didn't think that he was going to uh, kill Ray Liotta. Like, I did not think Alessandro was going to do that. I'm like, oh, he's, he just keeps going and going. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is it. Like, you you know, he, he served, his, he served his, uh, his place in here. But it really, it, it was kind of like, if, if there's one thing I'd take away positive from, it, it was kind of like a cycle of violence. Like you see it from uh, Alessandro's father, this passed on to him. And then, you know, that anger and hatred kind of gets passed on to, you know, Tony. And, you know, he becomes the, the mob boss that he is. So I don't know, man. But, oh, man. I guess one one other thing I would add. This like, this could be a case of not having more background, but it feels like the the reveal at the end of who took out the hit on Dickie was very anticlimactic. It was. I was. I. I. But th- but once again, that could there could be like big character information that we just don't have about Junior Junior Soprano. I thought that. I thought Tony put the hit on his uncle. And then I'm like, oh no! I didn't know like, who did it. And then so I, it was just a blurry, blurry guy. And then there's a phone call, and it's like, oh, you you killed your brother because he laughed at you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you fell down the stairs at at a funeral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it was slippery. It yourself. Yeah, caution, slippery when wet. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I I do agree, man. That that was that was pretty lame, but I did get through it. Um, the pacing was a little bit all over the place for me, just because I feel like they were trying to tell so much within a two hour window, but Hey, it is what it is, man. I couldn't even, <laughs> again, we have not watched the show and we're sorry. It's yeah. just, we, we wanted to cover this because it's October. I, I feel bad even doing this review. I do, but I feel like it is important for, I, I wonder if, you know, there, there are Soprano fans out there who, you know, people who kind of just watch it just to watch it. Cause they go, oh, you know, it's a prequel. I don't really need to know anything else. And I feel like that is everyone's mindset while going to see this movie is that I don't need to watch the series prior to understand what's going on because it is a prequel and the prequel thinking it was set up for the Sopranos, but it really doesn't. It's more of early years type situation. But what, I guess, would you like to see them take another jab at this? Or do you think they should just, drop it and go home 
I don't think this is uh this is bringing in more more yeah. series or more movies. Yeah, it just feels like it, it feels like so it's, it's just that, that trailer. That trailer really so broke good. me in because it was like, oh, it's a coming of age story for Tony Soprano. Yeah, it sounds great. But then it's just perfect. He's in half of the movie, and then in half of that half of the movie. So he's in a fourth of the movie, yeah. which is what I should have said in the first place. I wonder how much screen time he actually has. Because I was wondering myself, I'm like, when are we going to see Teenage Tony? Because that's what I really want to see. That's why That's why I watched this movie, Warner Brothers. The, tra- the trailer was 100% centered around him. Yeah. And I didn't even, like, I thought, okay, maybe for, like, the ten, first, like, 10, 15 minutes, you know, we, we, we get taller Tony. You know, he's, he's there. He's doing his thing. And then we get teenage angst Tony. <laughs> Anakin Tony. <laughs> but yeah. Any other uh, final thoughts here before we give our um, pretty much before we give our um, our scores and we all wrap up here. I don't think I had anything else. Yeah, I didn't either. Unfortunately, we're sorry, some pasta guys. tonight. Yeah. I mean, hey, we, we got the bus. though. we got, you know, well, you, you watching anything fun tonight? You just, just chilling, hanging out. Football. Football. Oh, that's right. Monday. Who's playing tonight? Raiders, Chargers. <sighs> yeah, we've been uh, Steelers. Yeah, luckily the Steelers were awful again, so I could w- stop watching early and get yep. the Sopranos movie out of the way. <laughs> hey, give, well, give there you go. Time. Thank you, Warner Brothers. For, actually, thank you, Steelers. For We shouldn't be saying this, but thank you for sucking. <laughs> it's been a rough year so far, man. I mean, it's we're only, what, four games in? But <clears throat> I think we're one in three right now. So we'll have. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time. Gabagool. for Gabagool. I think it's time for Ben to go, man. <laughs> he's got to go. Yeah, he's uh he's, he's over looking st- old. He, is, I mean, it's it's not his fault, but it's. I mean, after last year's stuff, I was like, are we sure we want this man coming back for another season? I mean, like, I I know the good wishes and the you know the ter- determination is there, but our score says otherwise. But that's all right. Anyway, uh, Devin, what would you give the many saints of Newark that is now streaming on HBO Max and in theaters? This feels like the most useless rating I'll ever give a movie ever just because it just does not matter. <laughs> I'm just going to give it a 50 right down the middle. A 50. Okay. I, I'm going to give it. <sighs> I have to agree with you on that. I, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a, a, a 52 for for uh effort <laughs> yeah for the trailer <laughs> for the trail it was such a good trailer such a good trailer it roped me in i was like yeah. i'm watching this movie this weekend i was very very excited and then we, we were kind of let down but that happens a lot when you review movies and tv shows like on a weekly basis like everything like it you know it's as much as we want to love everything and think everything is good a lot of the things we watch are usually disappointing <laughs> to to an extent, depending on, on the studio. But yeah, so 50 from Devin and a 52 from me. I almost gave a 55. I'm like, well, that's way, way too high. But yeah, an extra two points for, for that trailer effort. But uh, that pretty much uh, wraps up our review here of The Many Saints of Newark. Again, if you're watching it at home, you can stream it on HBO Max. If you are a part of the, uh, if you're paying 15 bucks a month, if you're paying for what is it the um the ad f- the ad supported version you will not get it it's only with the ad free version 
of HBO Max, or you can watch it in theaters on the silver screen if you're a big Sopranos fan. Again, we're sorry. We're really, really sorry. It's we 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 we're just very excited, you know. Like, I mean, I'm still gonna watch the series at some point, but I got to get through a lot of other things myself. But um, yeah, that pretty much concludes our uh, review of Many Saints of New York, as I said before. But Devin, what do we have coming up on the pod? My gosh, it's you know, like like I said, it's October. No the, time to die. Yeah, no time to literally no time to die during this month. We have a lot coming up on the schedule. We have our Marvel's What If finale dropping on October 6th, and we have our No Time to Die, our James Bond 007 No Time to Die review that is dropping on October 11th. And we have a few friends of the show who will be joining us. We have Ryan McQuaid over from In a Session Film, and we have Griffin Schiller himself over at from film speak um definitely go check out their content you can go check out incessionfilm.com and you can also go check out filmspeak.net and filmspeak on youtube because griffin makes a lot of great stuff a lot of great content he actually got to interview daniel craig like james like i mean james bond is his very favorite franchise of all time so congratulations there to griffin a lot that's a lot a lot of fun gonna and, feel bad in that review too <laughs> oh damn we can't give out all the secrets <laughs> all right we've never seen a james bond movie you're gonna figure it out sooner or later so it is well i've seen bits and parts i just haven't seen one all the way through i've been told to watch all of like you know daniel craig's ones i was like well i'm seeing it wednesday so probably not <laughs> they're like at least watch specter i'm like i'd rather watch haunting of hill house and blind manor so we have that coming up. And last but not least, just a glimpse more into the future. We have our Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone review, our anniversary review, um, our part of our movie series of covering all the Harry Potter um, films since it is the 20th anniversary review coming up this November. We have our Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone review. We'll be joined by a few more guests over there as well. Um, fortunately, Devin will not be joining us because he is not a Harry Potter fan, but that is totally fine. It is my project. It's something I decided I would like to do. So it's a big passion project for me. So we're all set for Sorcerer's Stone. We got some awesome, awesome guests joining us. That will be dropping um, not this week, but next week on the, oh my gosh, on oh, the 13th, October 13th. So that's on a Wednesday. So we'll be replacing Harry Potter with Marvel's What If for our movie series. So that would be a lot of fun. But that pretty much concludes everything we wanted to cover for you guys today. And let's get on out of here, Devin. And that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.